Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is February 28th. It is the SmackDown post show podcast. We have had a loaded week at Fightful.com from last week's Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight to the Monday post-show podcast. Wednesday, our List and Your Boy news show. Wednesday night, the Wednesday Night War. Thursday, Super Showdown, a.k.a. Sands of Time. Then today, we had a boxing podcast, the Distraction podcast, and here we are for SmackDown. That's not it. Saturday, AEW Revolution. The guy to my right on your screen... My, le- I don't know what direction he is. Warren Hayes will be leading a post show with Jeff Hawkins. I will be at the show trying to stream the scrums. I'll be at Black Label Pro as well, all over Chicago. If you guys want my thoughts on AEW Revolution, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. I'll be doing a bonus show over there. Warren, you got a busy one this week too. Three, three shows on Fightful alone in about like what four days. Yeah, just about. It's exciting. And uh, what do you just a, take uh, my job? Why don't you just take uh, my job, Warren? Oh, uh, it's it's okay. It's not as if I have Jimmy's direct phone line. As I, if I, don't I don't think I have his number either, to be honest with you. What do you mean either? I mean, yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I have him on WhatsApp. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's something you can make calls with WhatsApp, so it's kind of like it. That's true. A reminder, guys, if you want to have your question or statement read on the air, Donate a super chat. Any amount gets it done. But hey, if you want to ask as many questions as possible, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. As things stand today, we are 10 subscribers away from that Q&A show becoming weekly. Uh, end of the month, we always have like credit card cancellations and stuff like that, so it'll dip down. But hey, you push it up to 500. I'm doing those every single week. Justin Lopez sent one and said, So the Fiend has gotten to the point where he's pointing at the goddamn mania sign. Sigh. You know what? I think we are going to rush create a new point at the effing sign shirt. Uh, Ronda <laughs> Rousey's team actually hit Pro Wrestling Tees with a cease and desist on us a few years ago. So uh, maybe we can do one with The Fiend and a, and a shadow. But I got some stuff to say about this. I was telling Warren uh, off the show, 
I thought this was a good SmackDown. Honestly, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's just there are stuff that I'm not done yelling about, and I don't really yell a lot about WWE booking. Maybe it's just because I've been through so much of it and I see it. And quite honestly, if WWE Raw can be decent like it has been most of this year, it makes everything else kind of easy in comparison. Wednesdays are a breeze. I think that helps. The fact that we're watching four hours of good wrestling on a Wednesday and the worst show that we have to watch is a two-hour show on Fridays. Now, granted, I'd rather be at the the Reno's Steakhouse eating a nice butter bacon filet right now. But no, I'm sitting at home on a Friday covering WWE SmackDown because Fox needed those Friday numbers so bad. And here we are. They're getting their numbers all right. Goldberg comes out to big booze, which I believe, again, believe, haven't reported, not reporting. I believe that's what (laughs) WWE wants. They want us to boo Goldberg. However, I think they get the wrong idea of why people are booing him, and they're trying to reverse engineer this shit. They think they're real clever, Warren. Mm -hmm. They think, ha ha, we finally got it. The guy that Roman Reigns can beat, have his coronation for the sixth time. I can't even, I don't know how many times he's been world champion now, like four or five. This is going to be the one. He's going to get cheered nonstop. And Warren, to me, if you have to do that, if you have to get that cute to get somebody cheered, they ain't a baby face. No. They're not, or at least they're not the baby face you want them to be. Um, I mean, there's so much to unpack with the entire Goldberg stuff. You talked about it yesterday uh, in with very uh, flavorful language uh, at the uh, on the post show. I did it myself on my own YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hey, subscribe today. And, but there's there's so much that goes above and beyond just. Goldberg winning the title. Goldberg, it's not even that. It's not even a question of Goldberg is over 50. It, the glaring, the absolute glaring issue that we have here is that WWE has not been able to build the stars that people want to see. It's just that simple. And what's absolutely fascinating here, Sean, in the year 2020, as opposed to the year 2019, Last year, we were getting an organic push for a guy, a guy who was tossed into a match out of necessity because another guy got injured who he was put in there and the people, the audience got behind it. And WWE, instead of being WWE, instead of pushing against it, went with the flow. And look at where we are this year. Look at where we are this year. It is the exact polar opposite no one asked to see Goldberg with another championship run especially in what in all intents and purposes is going to be a transitional championship run no one asked to see that and no one asked to see Roman Reigns and Goldberg in this position and you made the argument and it is absolutely true The title was not necessary here. You can have Roman Reigns and Goldberg at WrestleMania live on its own. 
build off of its own hype, the generational thing. They did it with The Rock and Hulk Hogan years ago. There was no title involved, and they j- and that's all they built it on. Legacy, the future, the big stars. They could have done the exact same thing. The weight of the belt is actually dragging everything down. And on top of that, and it's funny because I tweeted this out on Twitter, and I've got Roman stands coming at me as if I'm 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 trying to bury Roman, or I'm saying that he's that uh, that I'm saying stuff because I don't like him, which is all the opposite. I love Roman Reigns. It sucks for Roman to it's be bad. in this position again. Yes. It sucks. Only that Roman- only WWE could fuck this guy up. Only WWE could do it, and that's exactly what they did. He's he a slam back. dunk. He is a slam dunk. And Dude, the funny, he, Arn he Anderson is, talks about it on his podcast all the time. He's like, Roman Reigns should have been a heel, and he should still be a heel. He was like, there's nothing wrong with not being the top babyface, especially when Roman Reigns is good enough to make, like, Three or four top baby faces. Sure. That's how good Roman Reigns is. And they took a match in Roman Reigns versus Goldberg where if it didn't have the title, I'd go, damn, that's cool. Spear versus Spear. Generation versus Generation. Also, fuck Goldberg. Can't wait to see Reigns beat him. But now that little bit of doubt in the match is eliminated. Goldberg mm-hmm. ain't winning that match. Of course no, not. Nobody thinks he's winning that match. And that's probably why they'll swerve us. Look, and oh. Roman, and Roman, and Roman, because they think they're so clever, right, John? They got to send they, Daniel Pewter out there to shoot on Goldberg and get the title off of him. <laughs> and then Roman, the thing is, is that if he's good in the role that he does right now as a top baby face, he reaches out to the fans. I have a close follower on Twitter who's battling uh who's battling cancer right now she took a picture of herself do- in chemo wearing a, a roman reigns t-shirt what the hell did he do he quote tweeted her and wish wishing her the best saying she's strong the the man is fantastic at he what is. he does and he's creative and he can wrestle why are they putting him with an overall stiff like goldberg who could never go in the ring who hasn't been relevant in more than 12 years. He and almost killed a man. And almost killed a man. I mean, the, the, I really and honestly feel bad for Roman because I do think this will damage him. And yeah. we'll be back to square one where they're going to try and push him as the top baby face. But we're just not going to have anything about it because this is not it's not a match anyone wants to see and here's the thing what story is there in that there there's so little story to this that the entire setup was it's not about who's last it's who's next and then another guy comes out and says i'm next that's how you set up a, a fight not for the title what was that line regardless it's not about who's last last of what Last to win this guy the is such, He's such a shitty promo. He's a shitty promo. He's shitty in the ring. What he can do is he can have really good sprints. Lesnar Goldberg loved it. Loved that sec- that WrestleMania match. Sure. Le- uh, Goldberg Ziggler, perfect. Amazing. 
They, they broke it up into little segments, and Goldberg just creams people. I say it all the time. I, I would watch Chuck Liddell's old ass beat up some 0-2 amateur fighter all the time. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because cause why not? I would watch <laughs> Goldberg spear and jackhammer somebody. Well, here's the first thing. He's got to be able to jackhammer him. And he probably ain't jackhammering Roman Reigns either, based on what we saw. Reigns the big boy. Ugh. Meanwhile, you have, as we'll talk about at the end of the show, The Fiend versus John Cena. There is history there. Mm-hmm. There's a match in which a lot of people thought Bray Wyatt should have been the winner of years ago at WrestleMania. John Cena is a fucking movie star! He is more famous than that guy who occasionally does a show for three episodes until it gets canceled about cars. (laughs) And John Cena is approaching a certain number. It's kind of, kind of important. That 17th championship win, people could say, oh, well, there's no chance he'll win that. I didn't think he was going to win number 16 either. I was shocked as hell. I watched it live. Shocked that he won number 16. Oh, my God. Let's get to these super chats. Our boy Throwback says, with Sasha being back tonight in Boston, does give any momentum to Stratus versus Banks? They gave Chamber to the tag division, uh, which that match looks good. Yeah, it does. It's going to be a really good match. Uh, Cena hometown reaction was great. Otis versus Ziggler needs to happen. I I would not hate if they stretched Otis and Ziggler out till Mania at this point. I am completely. Completely invested. Uh, throwback, we will approach these each as we get to them, but I don't think there's anything to Trish and Sasha. That's my hunch. I don't have an inside line on Trish Stratus. I think she's smart, and she's doing something to rile up the Sasha stands because we do that all the time, too. And you want the, shot, the Sasha stands to be yep. on your side. Come yep. on. Yeah, any army in the world. <laughs> you, you know who's going to stop the coronavirus? Sasha Banks stands. If if Sasha Banks is in an airport and there's a case of coronavirus, a Sasha Banks stand will formulate a a vaccine and deliver it quickly to her. Mm-hmm. Brian Hall says, imagine how great that ending of SmackDown would have been if Bray spent the last six months squashing guys and never did that title run. I'm going to do oh. a full video on that. That's the thing. I don't know how many people that I've had quote tweeting me saying, Fiend didn't need the title either. No shit, but he had it. We yep. were tune into one of our September shows if you want to hear us talking about how the fiend didn't need the title because we were saying that a long time ago. This ain't new. I'll do a full video on it when I get back from Chicago. But yeah, of course he didn't need it. But by that point he had it. He had it, and they can say no contest all they want about that Hell in a Cell match. Fiend lost. He got his brains stomped in. Mm-hmm. Also. How stupid is this guy if he just stands up, but he didn't kick out? It just makes him look dumb. By the (laughs) way, what closed the show tonight, and what opened the show tonight? Damn. DJ Cass says, we have a pay-per-view in a week from Sunday. I hope WWE doesn't do this again with two shows uh, this close to Mania. Yeah, it, it hurts. See, the thing is, to me, they've got enough talent to where they can do stuff like this. Sure. Um, but yeah, I I agree. And poor Seamus, he's just going to be standing in that elimination chamber alone, <laughs> waiting for people. 
He'll be like, well, I said I was going to be here. I, like I said it. I announced it. I declared it. Isn't that how it works? They, they, I would, I've got to see like a digital skit of him just showing up and like him <laughs> waiting overnight for his pod to open. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> one of those. That would be great. Um, <laughs> Tim Traver said, what's up, my Fightful family? Uh, big thank you to Tim Traver, one of our great, uh, great supporters. Anakin JMT says, bringing attention to a tweet from Eric LeBrute yesterday. If Matt Riddle would have won the Royal Rumble, his head would have exploded trying to decide which champion to face. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. would have been cool. But, I, I mean, here's the thing. Also, Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar or Goldberg also does not need a title. That's the thing. No. A lot of people think that because I did a show with Matt Riddle, I'd be like, oh, my God, he needs to be champion in main event mania. That That's an attraction all its own. Matt Riddle, who has been trash-talking these two guys since we did the broadcast in 2016, he's angled for these matches. I don't think Matt Riddle ever needs to be WWE champion. I think that he, unless there's a point like Rob Van Dam where he's completely undeniable, Rob Van Dam should have been in champion in 2001, and until mm-hmm. 2006, he wasn't undeniable again. I think he can be over and be whatever he needs to be outside of that. I completely agree. Anakin says, at least we don't have to deal with the red lighting or that horrible fiend belt anymore. Did you see the custom that somebody made of the Goldberg rubber mask? I loved it. Uh, that would be fantastic, but Goldberg doesn't have that kind of sense of humor. He takes the no. shit way too seriously, but oh, that would be fantastic. Hey, I miss the fiend belt. I like the idea of the fiend belt. I like I like the fiend transforming things. That's his thing. He's, he he takes stuff. You yes. get into the ring with it, and he 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 twists them into something else. I I like the fiend belt. It was a, it it actually made sense. Jacob Donnelly says if the fiend doesn't care about getting the title, why should I care about him facing Cena? That's a good point. Why should you care about anything the fiend does if he doesn't care himself? Now. You could argue that same thing about Orange Cassidy, but there's a little bit of a charm to that, at least. Yeah, because the idea behind Orange Cassidy is is like I'll wrestle when I feel like it. You know, yeah. I'll 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 put the I'll put my back into it when it's worthwhile. Um, but, He's just WWE's Orange Cassidy. God, but the thing <laughs> the, the thing with the Fiend is that. It, that's why that's one of the reasons why we were talking when we were talking last September about not putting the title on the fiend. Why would the fiend care about a world championship, any kind of championship? That's not his thing. He's about slaughtering people. That's his gimmick. That's his thing. Coming out of nowhere, terrifying people and destroying them. And then maybe eventually you get to a point where he's like, well, you know what? I've taken all of you mortal souls or whatever. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna take your prized possessions too, because that's all that's left for me to do, kind of thing. But it, that was a long-term story, and instead it was hot-shotted. Surprise, surprise! Yeah. Hot-shotting stuff in WWE. Go figure. Now I want to make it clear. I do think Fiend versus Cena should have been the title match, no matter what, if they were gonna do one. But I love mm-hmm. Eloquence's idea. He says if they were gonna put Goldberg over Bray Wyatt, it should have been Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend. It, it should have sure. been the Mr. Rogers sweater wearing guy because sure. that's not the version that you want to bring to face Goldberg. That's a fantastic idea. That that's that's really a great idea. It's exactly it's and, Finn Balor versus Demon Finn. It's, and, and I always thought that that was an easy way for them to get losses on him when he's got mm-hmm. the sweater on. You ain't got to worry about that much. 
He's just Bray Wyatt. But when he goes to that place, he goes to that place. Shamik Snyder says, this is lower on the card, but if we get a 10-minute Brian versus Gulak match at Mania, I'm all for Ugh. it. I don't know what the hell's going on there. We're going to talk about it, but I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in that. And, and I, they're building it up in a very interesting way. Jonathan mm-hmm. Reyes says, does the Fiend belt go on discount on WWE Shop? I think it already did. <laughs> I think it did. Tim Traver, by the way, if you or someone you know has bought that belt at full price, let me know. I want to interview you. I'll try to make fun of you as little as I can. Tim Traver says, I just want to say, I can't wait to see you all Friday, March 6th. It's my 33rd birthday. Going to spend it with my Fightful family. Hey, we're glad to have you. Yesterday was our boy Takeover's birthday. And he had to celebrate with that that horrible thing. The poor the poor dude, one of the nicest guys I know, his birthday will forever be stained with the day that wrestling died seven. Number seven, yep. Rob Wilkins says, SRS, can you confirm if you'll be flying Allegiant to Chicago tomorrow? I wish I was. It'd be a lot cheaper. I'm flying American Airlines. Have you guys noticed WWE programming has somewhat stunk after the Rumble? I've noticed the quality of Raw has went down a bit since the Rumble because I thought that first month of Raw was just real good. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think SmackDown sucked <laughs> for months. I thought this was the best episode of SmackDown in a while. SmackDown has been really consistent. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's been super consistent. I think Raw's had some ups and downs. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Raw's still the better show. It's uh, overall. Uh, SmackDown has just been consistent consistent in its mediocrity. Throwback said, wanted to thank everybody for the birthday wishes yesterday. It was a hard day uh, with thoughts about my mom. Thank you, Fightful, for helping me get through it. Throwback uh, lost his mom to cancer, uh, has been very generous. I appreciate the kind words that you had about my donation as well. Thank you. It means a lot. Uh, and uh, if you all ever, if you grow out your hair, uh, consider donating it. That stuff is very helpful to a lot of people. Hannah Moore says, Fiendvelt shows restock on May 1 on WWE Shop. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out what kind of deal. <laughs> oh, man. Man. <laughs> now, you know that big latex head of me that Jimmy has? Now that yes. I don't have the bun, maybe he can repurpose it into a giant novelty SRS belt. That's what we need. That's what we need. Well, we did have other matches on this show. Yes, we did. For some reason in kayfabe, they were like, Bailey versus Naomi again. Okay, but Sasha well, Banks is back, and that makes me happy. Well, I mean, isn't it a, a consistent WWE trope to redo matches from the previous evening's pay per view? Yeah, like that's that's a, that's a trope. I'm I'm uh, unfortunately I'm not surprised. I'm like, oh oh, of course they're gonna do that. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, Greg Greg. Uh, Hamilton's new gimmick is Teddy Long, basically. He is the GM of SmackDown, I think. <laughs> he makes the tag team match because Lacey Evans made the save. Lacey missed whatever slingshot she tried to do. It was bad. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, it's clear they're setting up for Lacey to challenge for a title, but they're trying to veil it so we don't see it coming. So Naomi gets the pin. Whatever. Whatever. The 50-50, they're sure, Whatever. There was – all I can say here is that there was a lot of blue during this segment here, during this match. Bailey was gear was in blue. Yes. Uh, Sasha was in blue. Lacey's gear was in blue. The SmackDown ring is blue. It was an blue. Eiffel 65 tribute is... for sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. 
I mean, this match happened. It was okay. They're setting stuff up. Uh, Bailey and Sasha are a good tag team. They're always fun to watch. What should what should those two do at Mania? Because I'm of the belief until it happens, it should be them against each other. Yeah, that's a Mania that, match. I don't. There's nothing. That's your match. Yeah. That's your. That's actually your biggest women's match that can that can happen there. Not that I'm not excited for Becky versus Sa- uh, Shayna. That's that should be fun. Yeah. But your your legitimate biggest match that you have that you can pull the trigger on at any moment. It's Sasha versus Bailey. And the thing is, is that you don't need a huge build to it. You don't need like this convoluted storyline. Just need Sasha to decide one evening when they're teaming together that she's had enough. And she just cracks a chair across Bailey's back and we're good. Because yeah. that's that's Sasha Banks right I, there. I don't even need that. I just need them saying, hey, we had this good match. I don't want to play second banana. Let's fight for the title because the rest of the division isn't great. Yeah, but you know you want Sasha to be, you want yeah. Sasha to be Sasha. You just yeah. wish, you, you want her to be a be a backstabber. Sure. That's fine. Throwback says, "What do you think they will give Sasha for Mania? Pfft, second banana." <laughs> uh, Thermostat Mind says, "It does appear bad booking equals good super chat volume." Bless you, Bruce Pritchard. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, be careful. Next thing you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be reaching out to get a percentage of this. Oh gosh. Hey, you know what? Hey. I actually I actually hit up Conrad today about some uh mortgage advice and he was quick to get back to me. Oh good guy Conrad. Good guy uh, Conrad. Anakin JMT. <laughs> Speaking of, he says, I cannot wait until Conrad can ask Pritchard about these shows. <laughs> uh yes, he says it'll probably get Moxley Jericho numbers and downloads. Yeah, guys, go click on my Moxley interview. I'm, I'm trying to get it up to 100,000, but. But yeah, I think Conrad asked Bruce one time, when can we talk about Hell in a Cell 2019? And I think Bruce said something like 2035 or something like that. <laughs> and I mean, that, that's a legit thing. Like when Pritchard leaves, cause everybody does have time taken away, you got a whole year more of content. Like that sure. guy's podcast is just going to be. Uh, reinvigorated. Bobby Roode defeated Kofi Kingston. I loved Robert Roode getting Big E kicked out. That was the highlight of the match to me, Warren. Uh, yeah, the only thing that I wonder here is, you know, if the ref heard that Roode was attacked, why didn't he just throw the match? Call it a DQ, right? Because if he had seen it, that's what he would have done. See the actual attack, but he's like, no, I heard it. So instead, I'm going to kick you out. Eh. But, you know what? I... I, do, I thought this match was solid. It was nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. It wasn't a barn burner, but Kofi worked really well. I thought they had a great final third. Uh, I I felt like Bobby Roode was motivated tonight. It, I I dug I dug it for what it was, and clearly, you know, I thought the booking was a little strange. But then it became a little clearer later on as to why the New Day here took a loss or Kofi took a loss. Former WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, yeah. took a loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But hey, that, that's a whole other tangent that, you know, maybe we won't get into tonight. But uh, the, the crowd seems suspiciously loud tonight. Like, I don't know. It, it, like, I don't know if they turned up the volume or whatever. If they did, whatever they do, keep doing it because it made the crowd sound like they were more into it. Well, listen, they didn't do anything for crowd noise at the beginning when they had uh, uh, Goldberg and Roman Reigns in the ring at the same time. And there was a very audible, you both suck chant. <laughs> yeah, there sure was. So Sonya and Mandy are both looking on and backstage heavy machinery are talking about Mandy. Tucker tells Otis to let her go and he wants Otis to get back out and wrestle next week. Up next is the contract signing. Oh, can we, are we not just going to talk about this for a quick second? Because this, again, is consistently the most interesting storyline on SmackDown. Because here's the thing. Here's the little detail that they threw in the little monkey wrench here. Last week, it was established that, oh, perhaps it is Sonya Deville who texted uh, Otis to say that Mandy was going to be late at the restaurant while she wasn't, actually. Because Sonya has easy access. It's easy access to Mandy's phone, right? They're partners. They share the same space and so on and so forth. But now tonight, you have Tucker being like, forget about it, dude. Let's get back to wrestling. You're like, hmm, the plot thickens all of a sudden. Did Tucker just do this? Did Tucker sit all of this up so that he could get his partner back? You know, never mind the ladies. Come hang out with the bros kind of thing. We have a tag team. We're friends. So a nice little subtle wrinkle here that just keeps you guessing. And props where props are, are deserved here. The storyline is moving along nicely. I yeah. dig it, and I think they can stretch this out to Mania. They really I could. I do too. I mean, at this point, how many how many weeks away are we? We're like what five weeks away from Mania? five weeks. Yep, five weeks. They can make that work. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got Elimination Chamber. Oh, by the way, they both in it. Mm-hmm. They're both in it. Uh, you've got, and that's that's one SmackDown. After that, you we kind of get the answer of what's going on. Another week, you maybe set up the match. I would have Ziggler avoiding Otis. I would sure. not let Ziggler and Otis touch. Don't Absolutely do not. it. And I think it. I think it's legit. And even hey, even if you have to rope in Bobby Roode and Tucker into that too, do it and and do it to the point to where Otis does something. I mean, they they've invested so much, so why not? I agree. I agree. Rob Wilkins says, "Sorry, I messed up." I meant, have you noticed NXT programming has stunk since the Rumble? SRS, if you talked to anyone backstage yesterday, what is the morale? I actually haven't. Uh, I tend to leave people alone when they get back from trips like this uh, and on Christmas and stuff like that. So I haven't talked to anybody today. I'm sure I will tomorrow because people in WWE ask me what's going on at AEW all the time, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but um, um, but no, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, NXT hasn't been hasn't been knocking it out of the park since the Rumble. Well, I I argued that it's been the past two weeks that NXT have been has been particularly underwhelming. Definitely not bad. It's not a bad show, but not quite on par as what they're usually capable of doing. I I really feel the past couple of weeks have been a the last two weeks particularly have been particularly underwhelming. But uh. Not not maybe not as bad not as bad since Rumble as I think. Contract signing, which I loved. Renee Young hosting this. At least they have her doing something. She's too good to not be doing anything. 
But Nakamura is out with Zayn and Cesaro, and Braun curses a lot. <laughs> and signs the contract, and he goes, I don't even care what's in this, because I know I'm going to have to fight all three of you anyway. And Zayn is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, then let's make that happen. And then he and Cesaro sign the contract three-on-one. You look less than thrilled about this. I really don't like contract signings. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. This one was at least a little bit different. Nobody got vi- – oh, wait. Psych! Mm-hmm. And did they pass the microphone, each have their own little promo times? I start with the promo. You start with the promo. I counter. You counter. Yeah. At the only saving grace in this one. Like, it went in as a one-on-one, and they, they amended the contract, in which Ooh. would not have happened if there were no contract signing – Therefore, contract signings rule. The only saving grace here, per usual, is Sami Zayn. From the moment that he came out dancing to Shinsuke Nakamura's theme to the Haluva kicks. Did you remember that he do Haluva kicks, yeah. folks? Do you remember that's what he does? Somebody, somebody by said, God, he nailed them tonight. Sorry for interrupting. Somebody said to me on Twitter, or select, they said, hopefully this means he's cleared. He's been cleared. He's good to go. He's been good to go. Uh, this will be his first pay-per-view match since Stomping Grounds in June. So aside from Sammy actually getting some offense in, and clearly they're setting up Braun versus Sammy probably for Mania, which is fine because yeah. we're we're all better off with Sammy Zayn wrestling than not. Yeah. Um. This was another contract signing, and I'm bored to hell with them, and it's always the same thing. Uh, and, you know, a, a, an interesting moment doesn't save the thing. It's still boring, lazy, stupid creative that never gives a match feel – a big match feel to a match because they're overdone. Yeah. Daniel Bryan defeated Curtis Axel, Drew Gulak providing analysis – Axel in his first uh, televised match since Crown Jewel. Wow, uh, that's been a while. Curtis Axel was not good here. Um, no. And that – Brian can have a match with a broomstick. It's just it, – it ain't there. It ain't there. And I'm, I'm not calling for anybody's job or anything. It's just like Bo Dallas ain't been on the road since November. I know a lot of people don't even realize that. Visit our resources section – to check out our inactives list. But he's he's not been on the road since November. Axel's not been on TV since before then. This wasn't great. If you can't have a good match with Daniel Bryan, who went out of his way to give Axel some here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the highlight of this was Drew Gulak providing analysis. Like when Axel went for the perfect plex, he's like, hook him, hook him. Yeah. It's really good because Gulak thinks that he has the answer. And Daniel Bryan just like, nope. And I love that. You know, I could give less than a shit about anything Jim Cornette says these days. But one of the things I admired about when I was a kid, when Jim Cornette, like when he wanted Shawn Michaels beaten up, he didn't just stop at like, oh, well, you're going to face Owen Hart at the February pay-per-view. He was like, hey, I'm going to put Al Snow in a mask and he's going to wrestle as Shinobi on Saturday morning mania against you. I'm throwing everything I got. I'm calling people I haven't heard from in years. Where's Buddy Landell? Bring him out here. He's going to fight Ahmed Johnson just because I want him to. 
Like, the, I like that. And Gulak's like, you know what? I've got the answer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think eventually he'll have to try to take it into his own hands, and they'll have a barn burner. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, they teased it last week, and they came back with it this week. To me, it's clear the path they're going with this, and I could not be more excited. Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan, it's going to be fantastic. There's no way it can't. It, there's just no way that this match won't work. I really like what they're doing with, with Drew Gulak. Instead of just leaning into, and here's another PowerPoint presentation kind yes. of thing. They're actually using it. They're, they're, they're mentioning it, but it's like, look, I, I have an analysis. I've made reports. I have I have analytics to back me up on how I can do how to defeat Daniel Bryan. And I'm not just going to do it. I'm going to bring an under guy. I'm going to give him what he needs to defeat Daniel Bryan. But obviously, either the under guys are, just can't cut it. Yeah. Or Drew Gulak doesn't have the necessary data yet to make it happen. Maybe that's maybe that's ultimately he's, what his plan is. It's like, I'm collecting more data, the stuff that I need, the holes that need to be plugged in my analysis – to be able to defeat you. you I, know? Think, I think there's a good story in some of that. And then one day, I mean, maybe even Gulak finds somebody that does have his number. And, I mean, there are people, like, I mean, you get some of the best fighters in the world, but sometimes they have a kryptonite of just a certain other fighter, even if they're not sure. that great. It's just mm-hmm. like, man, they struggle against that one guy. Even if they're not that great, I would love to see something like that. I and, and and that one guy could use a mouthpiece like Drew Gulak. And yeah. I've said this when I used to cover 205 Live, uh, everything that I've watched from Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak is an underrated promo guy in WWE. He is one of their top five guys. Regardless of what they gave him, he's able to, he's able to deliver on the mic consistently every time. So imagine if he's a hype man, he can do it. And plus, he's a hype man that could go. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here to like. And <laughs> Gulag versus uh, Gulag versus Brian, sure. Yeah. It feel it feels like they're building it for the Elimination Chamber, and that's great because right now I feel like Elimination I'm Chamber needs that. a good. It needs a shot in the arm, and this would be it. Joseph Farley says Drew Gulak is basically Jonah Hill's character in Moneyball. Yeah, he's gonna bring Scott Hatterberg out to face uh, Daniel Bryan, and Scott Hatterberg will win. You wait and see. He's going to get David Justice for pennies on the dollar. You wait and see, guys. A few people will get that. The Usos versus Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison came out and bragged about their title win. They're getting that chant over. It's over. It's stupid, but it's over. It's it's stupid, but it's over. That's pretty much what I was going to say. Again, good for them. That's what they're supposed to do. And I like how it's I like how their arrogance is measured just in the fact that, hey, you should be cheering us, right? Yes. Right? You know, I kind of I kind of dig that that aspect. It's like, hey, because it started off as like, what, no, you you deserve a chance? Yes. And it was like, you know, they're being very facetious about it, very disingenuous, but I dig it. I like it. Well, they're told by Greg Hamilton, SmackDown GM, that they will defend their titles against the <laughs> Usos, Lucha House Party, New Day, Heavy Machinery, Rude and Ziggler, and the Usos are out for a match, which they win. By the way, Miz and Morrison have lost three of their last four matches. The only one of those that they've won was for the titles. Uh, Now, I love the neckbreaker stomp, but the highlight of the match 
was this amazing second rope Canadian destroyer, which I think is appropriately dubbed in this company, the Samoan destroyer. And I had a lot of people say, Cole acted like he never saw that move before. Guys, there's a solid chance that guy ain't ever seen a second rope Canadian destroyer before. Sure. Because it isn't the same move. You would not call a pile driver off the second rope the same exact thing as a pile driver. So I get it. I'm cool with this. And I love them calling it the Samoan Destroyer. And you know what I love even more, Warren? Mm. It finished the match. There was mm-hmm. a splash that followed, but it finished the match. This no tr- ruled. Yep, yep, yep. It was, it, 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 the, I love the finish. I absolutely love the finish. No transitional destroyers here. And, you know, I don't have a problem with it either. And I'm trying to think back. You know, we did a, we did a, a retro review, uh, and I'm trying to remember which one it was exactly. But um, I think it was uh, I think it was Jr. who saw Uranagi, or maybe it was Michael Cole. No, it was a younger Michael Cole. Uranagi. No, and he was like, "I never. What was that? You know, it's like yes. it's a bloody Uranagi. Yeah, but." At the time, it wasn't something that was particularly uh, – it, it wasn't something that you had seen, and, and you really had to be into Japanese wrestling at that point. So, again, very passable for them to not recognize this move or at least give it their own twist on it because that was – and it's not something you see every day. And my god, uh, uh, Morrison took it like a champ too. He landed on his head. It was fantastic. Then the main event segment, John Cena is back. And, you know, in a true case, if you don't know what you got till it's gone, this guy, that crowd loves him, which he's he's home. He's home. Now, here's the thing. and (laughs) Why does WWE feel like they have to hype John Cena's career to us? Like, we we haven't forgotten. They did this with Goldberg. You know, let's have a special look. At the hit, at the legacy of Bill Goldberg, I'm like, yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> you know, or and and they do it. They did it tonight with John Cena. Hate to be that producer and, that's got to find video for Goldberg segments. They find yeah. three seconds worth of shit, and they're like, well, come, come on. And it's well, it's a sprint, right? Um, it's a seven minute sprint. Yeah. The the thing here is, it, it, you know. I, I, I enjoyed – like I enjoyed remembering, yeah, you know what? Royal Rumble 2017 against AJ, AJ Styles, that was a hell of a match. Yes, thank you for reminding me that about that. His first championship win against JBL, I – you know, I, like I said, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but I don't have fond memories of it. I think I think it kind of stunk. But the point is that you don't have to hype us on John Cena. You really don't. And I – it's not as if there are new viewers – coming in by the droves every quarter hour where they feel they have to do this. And it's like, maybe we have new people who don't know who John Cena is. That's it's, it's crap. Reward your longtime viewers. It's just as simple as that. And you don't even have to be all that. You don't have to have been invested within the, um, the uh, ruthless aggression era to get John Cena. You th- yeah. Just over the if you've been watching since 2016, 2016, you're fine too. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Sometimes the decisions well, they take. They don't update his look, nothing like that. He's out in traditional Cena bright stuff. He says that he will always be a WWE superstar, even though his role has changed. He says that he hears the crowd. He he takes a pretty clear shot at WWE, too. And he goes, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. though you don't think they hear you, I hear you after every Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And I know you care about the future. 
this year WrestleMania should go on without John Cena. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem I have with that line. Last four WrestleManias, he's been advertised for one match. Yeah. One match. The the Bellas versus Miz, Miz and Nikki Bella versus, uh, or you know what I'm talking about, the Miz and Maurice match, only one that was advertised. Yes. Didn't wrestle and- last year. Didn't wrestle no. in 2016. 2018, they did the dumb shit where they pretended like he had a ticket. Mm-hmm. But he, he did sell it like, I don't know the next time I'll be back. And they're teasing retirement. And this is the right place to do that. It really is. And goddamn, this shot was so good. Cena's mm-hmm. on the ramp saluting and everything just goes black. And it comes back on and he's still doing the salute. And they pan around and the Fiend is there. And the Fiend is pointing at that But I guess it's okay, all things considered, because the <laughs> shot was real good. Well, and, and then and Cena does the old, damn. The, the like this is this is good Bruce Pritchard stuff. Like you know that this is the kind of thing that that Pritchard gets good marks on. He can produce good segments. Make them interesting, and this was it. It was a really cool shot. Um, I liked how Cena was worried about turning around. You know yes. that he, did, you know, and he didn't look like smug or anything. He was, what's he gonna do? He didn't show fear, but what he wasn't too confident either. And I've said it a million times on this show. That's the that's the fiend's thing. You have to have people be afraid of him. And the minute that they start being smug about them, about the fiend, Goldberg, because I'm instance, coming after your universal title. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's when that's when the, that's when you start to lose interest. Apologies um, for my language on over the last several shows, guys. I'm trying to get it out of my system. I've cursed more the last two days than I have the last two years, legitimately. Which is true. The uh, we have to underscore the fact that the fiend got a really great reaction. Like when the lights started to 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 dim, and uh, and when he finally popped up, the crowd the, the place the place went nuts. So it's good to see that there's still something that there's still something that the audience wants in the fiend. You know what I mean? There's still something there that people aren't entirely done with. And I'm and I'm good with that, and I'm happy about that because Bray Wyatt, he, he has always been a good company guy. He has taken all the creative that he's been given, he's knocked it out of the park yeah. more times than not. And it is only his it's only his booking and overall decision making in, in in relation to his matches and the results and the championships that sunk him because. The Firefly Funhouse, Sean, should not have worked. You know what I mean? It, it's a gimmick that shouldn't have picked – that shouldn't have picked up the steam it did. It worked because it was the right guy doing it because Bray Wyatt has all the uh, the affinity, the capacity to entertain, and the subtlety to pull that kind of stuff off. He, The comedy, the drama, the, being able to switch on a dime. It, you would put – you'd put – uh, Riddick Moss in the Firefly Funhouse, and it sinks. So it it bugs me, especially after the past couple of days. And I know you got a lot of tweets about that, Sean. 
Oh, Bray Wyatt, he's been given so many chances and he's dropped the ball every time. Bray Wyatt may not be Kota Ibushi, may not be Zack Sabre Jr. He may not be Daniel Bryan in the ring, but I'll tell you this, he is no Van Hammer, you know? He can he can work. He can work a decent match. He's not going to knock a five-star out for you. But he's going to do everything he can to make sure you guys get a great match. And that's been consistent with him. So I'm glad. I'm glad that tonight he comes out, gets the reaction. People get excited at the idea of The Fiend and John Cena together. I'm cool with that. And they have to do this one, Sean, where The Fiend points at the WrestleMania sign and it catches on fire. They have to do that I once. That. I would love that. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, that retro review you were talking about was AWA Super Clash 3. <laughs> so here's the thing. My epic triggered rant, which I've had people say, why do you put epic triggered rant in front of it? Because here's the thing. If I put epic triggered rant in the title and then somebody comes in and calls like me a mark, they are now the asshole. They don't <laughs> get it because we get it. You are uncool if you criticize something titled Epic Triggered Rant. And it just so happens that what I think is the best Epic Triggered Rant was on AWA Super Clash 3. And we posted that clip for free for you guys to check out. Actually, there's a whole playlist of Epic Triggered Rants that we have. Uh, it's on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Fightful. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, we have just tons of stuff if you want epic triggered rants multiple times a week subscribe to fightfulselect.com alex has his sour grap show but i did message him i didn't message him i like put him i challenged him publicly last night i was like hey the youtube is yours tonight go live we'll do whatever you need just talk about this goldberg situation and he did big thanks to alex for doing that so if you wondered What's Sour Graps like? What's what's a show with just Alex like? It's up for free on Fightful.com and YouTube.com slash Fightful. But Mr. Warren Hayes has plenty of free shows himself. Yeah, absolutely. Every uh, Thursday night on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, I recap a lot of stuff uh, over the course of the week. Last night, well, I talked a lot about Goldberg and how how I feel it. It impacts – it's more of a, uh, a reflection of WWE creative. I don't – didn't crap on the match. More like all the problems that 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 uh, become apparent when that kind of decision-making happens. And uh, be sure to come and join me tomorrow evening. I'll be here with Jeff Hawkins to talk about AEW Revolution, and that's going to be good. It's just going to be yeah. good. I am stoked for that show. I will be mm-hmm. a Black Label Pro throughout the afternoon. I'll get there a little bit after showtime. I am tentatively – tentatively scheduled to interview Eric Stevens, AJ Gray, and Dan Housen. I am excited for all three of those. Um, I hit up, I, I posted, hey, who should I interview in Chicago? And Black Label Pro is like, let's make it happen. And they've been very accommodating, very excited about that. I fly out tomorrow. I'll be back Sunday. But early next week, I'll be dropping a bonus podcast with my thoughts on Revolution. But... Uh, I'll go ahead and give you all a little little heads up. Me and Warren have a very cool retro review dropping next week. I loved us doing this podcast, Warren. We did it a lot different. Usually we review Mm -hmm. events in total. But I hit you up and I was like, let's just review this Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar versus Octagon and El Hijo del Santo match from Worlds Collide, like 94, 93? 
Yeah, not not Worlds Collide NXT. Yes. Yeah. And it was right before Art Bar passed and right before Mm -hmm. Eddie Guerrero went everywhere. So we talk about that match. We talk about the history of Art Bar, what happened after, some of the controversies he experienced, and then Eddie Guerrero's career after that. That was probably one of my favorite retro reviews. We have a couple more that we're going to work on too, but if you guys like that format, we will switch to that format and maybe cover a specific match and the people in the match and our thoughts and memories on it because that one ruled. Uh, But we've got like dozens of retro reviews over there for you guys to go back and look at, including AWA Super Clash 3, Warren. (laughs) Still my favorite retro review we've done, Sean. What a pay-per-view. What a what's nothing but great reactions you and I. It was fantastic. Hannah Morrison's a super jack. She's got plenty of money to spare. If <clears> Cena <throat> loses to the Fiend at Mania, does he go back to Doctor of Thugonomics Cena? God, I I wish that for like a final run he would do that. Which I mean, I think that last year's Mania was kind of his tip of the cap to that. And I think that was probably putting it to so. bed forever. Yeah, I think so too. He'll probably uh he'll probably become like a he'll he'll probably go into like a a Netflix uh series about a serial killer and he'll be the serial killer cuz that's what the fiend does to you, right? I thought you were about to mean John Cena was. I was like, "You know what? John Cena is a serial killer. He probably he probably play that role very well." He probably really would. I mean, he he played it well on Total Bellas. I mean, did you see the way he <laughs> acted on that show? Take your shoes off he, the door. He, um we're going to wear suits to dinner. Um. It's a little it's a little sociopathic. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much. Um Warren, thank you. You're going to take over the AEW show for me tomorrow. Jeff Hawkins is here uh tomorrow night as well. So tune in. Until next time, we're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.